so right now I'm sitting in front of this desk. It's sort of a wall unit, so it goes up. It's pretty high, so I got a lot of stuff on it, papers and everything. This is Steve Malone, Suffolk County Executive. He's talking about the little plot of land from which he's been running one of New York's most populous counties for the past week or so. So this is uh, this is the back room. It's a back room of my house. It's um, it's really my kids' playroom. I have so I'm looking at you know my son's Xbox game, all the board games we have over here, their lacrosse uh, equipment and, and uniforms. There's a pile of balls uh, on the other side, a couple of beanbag chairs, um, and and we have a Peloton bike in here that we got not too long ago. He says it's not a big room. It's a 10 by 10 room. Can you see, uh, would you have a window there? Like, what can you see outside? So, yeah, I have two windows. I actually opened up the window today, which which made sense. I hadn't thought of that before. But I, we have uh, a lot, side yard, not a lot, not a lot uh, there, but pretty big space on the side yard, so uh, for the neighborhood anyway. And, uh, you know, the house next door, not... It's not a, it's not a big view. That view is the only view Malone is getting these days, because he's under quarantine after a deputy tested positive for the coronavirus. I really never thought about the possibility that I would be under mandatory quarantine. I'm Mark Chisano from Newsday Opinion, and this is episode three of our Life Under Coronavirus podcast about how Long Islanders are affected by and combating COVID-19. Earlier this week, we spoke to County Executive Ballone about this extremely strange situation, one which a few leaders are now experiencing. Angela Merkel in Germany and Suffolk DA Tim Sinney have both been quarantined. Sinney actually tested positive for the coronavirus this week. Ballone, who runs the county, is just starting his third term in office, and now he's governing through a major crisis while being quarantined in his kids' playroom in West Babylon. You know, fortunately, I really don't have any time for, uh, you know, contemplating whether I'm going to get sick Yeah. Um, yeah. because, you know, it's just an intense situation and, you know, there's things coming out, you know, flying at you every every hour, every day. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I haven't had a lot of time to, <laughs> to think about it. I'm just, you know, knock on wood, still feel pretty good. He says he's on calls or texting for most of the day. This is the most I have used a landline in... <laughs> Years, I, you know, I, I usually don't touch our 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 home phone. Um, I'm always on on my uh, smartphone, but um, I've been home, so I've been using both. So I'll be on calls uh, on the landline, and I'm texting people, you know, uh, on my uh, cell phone. Right. You know, right. going back and forth between the two, and and same thing with the computer. Those calls include conferences with other senior staff who are also quarantined or talking to town supervisors and people from state and federal government. He's working on things like new policies to keep county bus drivers from getting sick or giving updates by Zoom. If he's not on the horn for a second, there's 80s music playing from his computer. Maybe he'll go wave to one of his three kids, but it can be a little lonely. Yeah, you know, I'm surrounded by fun stuff. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's not a lot of fun back here. Lots of fun things are being canceled all across Long Island. In the Ballone household, the one event in the crosshairs was eight-year-old Michael's birthday. Ballone said Michael was taking social distancing seriously. At one point, 
Malone ducked into the main part of the house for a second, and his son looked up at him. You know, I was sort of proud of Michael when I was just standing there, and unexpectedly, out of the blue, he was playing his Game Boy, and he just said, uh, Dad, six feet. <laughs> you know, and he put his yeah. hand up. Like, and I just said, buddy, I, I am six feet away from you. I'm good. Right. But, uh, do, you feel like, do you think that's his way of kind of dealing with, like, a certain amount of fear or something, you know? He kind of was like, okay, I'm going to follow the rules, or does he seem afraid of, about what's going on? Yeah, I, I think, you know, if you talk to kids and you're honest with them and you tell them, you know, what's going on, I think that is more reassuring. I think it's when they're, you know, you don't give them information where they, and I think that's true of the public in general. I think, you know, kids are much like that, that you you know, if you if you talk to them and and you explain to them what's going on, that is reassuring, and uh, that's what we've tried to do with the kids. He said he understood the weight of all this for Michael and other children. It's a totally unique situation. This generation is going to, um, you know, this is going to be one of the signature moments for this generation. If you look at Balloon's public schedule, one activity that takes up a lot of time is funerals or wakes, and that's in good periods. I asked him if he was gearing up for the funerals that were coming, what it might be like to potentially have to miss those funerals if we're not able to gather, or if he was quarantined. He agreed that there's a lot about the world that's about to look different. You know, it's just a different world, and, you know, fortunately for me, in some ways, fortunately for me, I'm... I'm working every minute of every day, early in the morning, late at night, and and I'm just I'm too occupied and stuff to to reflect too much on it. This is probably the most reflection I've done yeah. um, since this whole thing began. So, um, you know, I'm I'm just going to keep at it until, you know, we get through the crisis period, and and that'll be a point where I really, you know, start the process of beginning to think about what we've experienced and what what we can learn from it. One example of what might be learned from all this is the way in which working might be different, even when we don't need to be on conference calls or self-quarantined. You know, some of the, you know, efficiencies that, um, you know, can can happen through the use of technology. You know, we have we have thousands of people who are home, you know, in yeah. in government right now in different industries, and we're we're setting up remote. Um, access to to work um you know we're we're going to do distance learning in our schools you know we've been talking to superintendents about that and you know we're sort of accelerating i think in many ways uh, a lot of the changes that have been happening and that you know are brought on by technology and other advances that can feel pretty far away for a guy who's still stuck in a home office for another few days nervous and, and anxious, but, um, you know, we will get through this. We definitely will get through this. We've, you know, faced great crises before, both in, in, the, in, in the county, but in our nation and in the world. And, you know, everything that, that needs to be done is, is happening. Uh, the government agencies are working, and this is the way it's, it, it's supposed to work. This is a, a unprecedented situation, but, you know, people are People are, by and large, cooperating. People are working together, and, you know, we will come out of this on the other side, uh, and and at the end of the day, we will regain our economic strength, and, uh, you know, we will continue to, 
to be a great community and a great country. And, um, you know, this is going to be a short-term um, event, um, but at the end of the day, we will, we will come through this together. That's the advice Balloon says he'd give to other people quarantined like him. It's the same advice he said he's giving to his mother. Who I've not seen, although, you know, we've FaceTimed. Um, but, uh, yeah, she's, she's, she's very nervous about it. She lives in North Babylon, not far away from where Balloon is stuck at home. But she's also more or less staying in the house, concerned about coronavirus and her son. She lives in North Babylon, so we're not oh, okay. we're not far. Not far, yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> and is it, and what are you telling her? I mean, how how is she? You know, she has she basically been staying inside all day long. Yeah, yeah. No, I tell her it's okay. Um, that you know, the same message. We're, we're going to get through this. We're we're working on it every day. She mostly just says she's worried about me and says, <laughs> you know, make sure you get enough sleep and <laughs> right. Um, and I said, as I always do, tell her I'm fine. I'm fine. Don't worry about me, mom. Thanks for listening to Life Under Coronavirus. If you know of someone we should be covering or you want to share your own experience about coronavirus in New York, leave us a voicemail with your name and phone number at 631-213-1543. That's 631-213-1543 with your message to the Opinion Department's Life Under Coronavirus podcast. We may use your message as the basis for a future episode. Amanda Ficina is our producer. And once again, I'm Mark Chisano from Newsday Opinion. Stay healthy. See you next time.